And thank you for joining us for another episode of Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk. Now, unfortunately, sit down, prepare yourselves, maybe pour a drink. This one's Professor legit. Oak this is one's not legitimate. Here. As if you're saying the others haven't. How dare you? Um, <laughs> Professor Oak's unable to join us because he is in contract negotiations with field correspondent Gabby, who's on strike. Um, if y'all want to know how that's going, that strike, wait until about maybe 10 minutes into this episode. You might get a little peek into uh why we need gabby i mean obviously we need gabby for a lot of reasons but i feel like we might get a, a peek into into just why why gabby is so necessary so first of all pay everyone a living wage now we're gonna i'm gonna get on my soapbox yes. here pro union sag afra wga uaw fcgs field corresponding gabby's <laughs> ufcgs the union of field corresponding gabby's <laughs> So are you saying that Gabby's pay in exclusively Lunchables was not sufficient? Look, I'm here to say, never forget the time, Derek, wow, that I launched a campaign to bring Lunchables back to the UC, like, little cafeteria thing where you could go in and get, like, the little, like, 7-Eleven thing. Yes. And student government responded and brought Lunchables back, so... I'm not the right person to be... (laughs) This is why I'm not in contract negotiations, because I'd be like nachos turkey and cheddar a little pizza like i'm 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 set this is fine for me so <laughs> yeah those little those little pizza ones hit different those were the fucking best little like the literally yes. the deep dish pizza lunchables i it was ridiculous i got more excited for that than like i'm like growing up like my mom's a wonderful cook used to make all these like fancy amazing healthy meals and my little dumb ass was like oh i can't wait to have my like plastic deep dish pizza lunchable at school tomorrow i mean clearly say we always got lunchables when we had a babysitter and i was like y'all should go like i don't know what you're doing when you leave this at home but like go do more of that because i want to eat my turkey and cheddar stackers I need my lunchable <laughs> all right so yes we know not to send sesame anyway yes for, for the we next support round. gabby when we're negotiating somehow for for our non-existent pay as as uh radio hosts and field uh i almost said field workers uh, reporters field corresponding Gabby is, yeah, field worker yeah <laughs> and she did give You're us gonna... her blessing for us to record and put this episode out it's a little late because you know we want to make sure it was all kosher with her but she like very intentionally was like yes i think you should put this out because i think it's gonna help my case and we were like all right gabby like it feels weird working without you but okay yeah we better hope we had her permission because if not uh we are in a lot of trouble um, we're not she is scary picket line crossers either so. No, she can hit someone with a camera. I've seen it. Um, <laughs> now, moving on. Last time we left our trainers, it was right outside the Kalos power plant. Uh, finally returning to the power to the rest of Kalos. And most, or Kalos, Kalos. I don't remember which one I say. I think it's Kalos. 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 I, think I, say, I think I say Kalos. I couldn't remember even how I said it, which was the issue there. <laughs> um, most importantly, we're getting light back into Lumio City. Because before, everything was blocked off. You couldn't really walk anywhere. Which I'm kind of confused as to how, like, a lack of light stops you from walking. Well, there's, like, no streetlights, and so it's, like, dangerous, and, you know, I don't know. They probably have, like, other stuff, but, I I mean, I wasn't mad about it. 
was fine. Like, I, okay, I like you safety. Wanna, you don't want to trip her over any muffins. I'm into like safety. That. I don't know. Maybe that's a weird position yeah. to take, but. <laughs> I guess. Well, let's just jump into these team check-ins real quick before we get into Lumio City and, and see what was illuminated with all these working lights now that we can walk around. How's Ophio's team looking? Ophio finally was like, okay, I'm going to go live at the Battle Chateau. We had a little bit of extra time, like I said, because Gabby was in her negotiations and Derek's been gone. And so not to throw you under the bus, but it gave Ophio a chance to really uh, get her Not to throw me under the bus, but. (laughs) So um, Ophio is not playing around. So we have Snakey the Superior at level 48. (laughs) Danger Noodle, the Arbok at level 48. Rock Snake, the Onyx at level 49. Athena, Milotic, also level 49. Steve, the Electros at level 46. And Teeny, a Dragonair at level 46. So, how's Boo doing? I don't know if y'all know, but anytime, <laughs> anytime a, like, athlete has, like, a really randomly great game... They're almost always randomly drug tested. Oh yeah. In quotes. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like from last week to this week, there needs to be some random drug testing going on because I don't know what Opio has <laughs> been doing, but this whole time, Boo has felt like he has been a step ahead, just coasting, doing great. Yeah. <laughs> some roided us, roided up as Pokemon. Okay, let's do a quick say that to Boo's Onyx's team. face, Derek, and see what happens. <laughs> I'm going to pull a little water gun, squirt it to the last twice, and it'll fall over. Take that. So, Boo's team. We got Swiper the Delphox at level 42. Heimlich the Vivamon at level 40. Anubis the Lucario at level 38. Leonardo the Blastoise at level 43. Barney the Tyrantrum at level 38. And Nacho Libre the Howlucha at level 35. So, normal progression. No random drug tests <laughs> up in here. We're just going to move on from that. We got Lumio City. Obviously, we've been here before. You know, it's weird how the light bends. You're going in weird circles. It's very dizzying to, to experience, to be completely honest. But we're back. So as we enter the city, Shauna manages to catch up with us and just bothers us. And I, well, I found it bothersome. I know, I know you think friends are important and everything, <laughs> but they keep stopping us. I don't want to hear about Tierno's dance moves anymore. But Sean is excited to see the Prism Towner Tower is finally lit up. Now that there's power back, it looks beautiful. It's this big tower you can go inside, and it's got lights. Um, A yeah. great description, I don't really, Derek. Only one of to, the to most— To give my official architecture <laughs> expert opinion— it's, it's like, a pointy tower with lights. One of the most identifiable architectural features in the entire world. But like, yeah, pointy thing with lights is also, that, that's what it is. You're not wrong. <laughs> it, by definition, I am correct. Um, the cool thing, though, about Prism Tower uh, is that when we get over there, Clement, who's the Lumio City gym leader, invites us to challenge him inside the gym, which is the tower. Which so is that's rad. Fancy. Yeah. That's super cool. I was not expecting that. I definitely figured it was just going to be because we've seen some cool landmarks in these. And I actually realized this in all these like towns and cities and stuff we've been in. There's some cool landmarks and cool buildings, but the gyms are always like incredibly basic. Like it's like, oh, you yeah. have this ancient tower that's like spooky as fuck, but your gym is just like this building off to the side of it. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really thought about that. Like I kind of get it in the sense of like building a 
building to house a Pokemon gym is sort of its own thing, because you can, like, you know, like, Pokemon battles must be, like, fairly, I don't want to say violent, but, like, the ground shakes. It's, like, probably not great for, like, structural integrity of buildings. So, like, I could understand not wanting to build a gym within a structure that already exists if you can't confirm, like, the building specifications, but... I guess with this, like, feat of engineering of the Prism Tower, I mean, maybe it was always planned to be the gym, but maybe it was also, like, this tower is, like, 8,000 times stronger than it ever needs to be, so, like, we'll just build the gym here. Because there's also, like, not a lot of real estate in Lumio City. I don't know if you, like, explored the rest of the city now that it's fully accessible. We did not, because it was very overwhelming, and I immediately got lost. Yes! So... (laughs) (laughs) It's so many options and so many places to go that I was just like, no, like it made it so much. I was almost stressed about like I knew that everybody wanted to go see the the tower. Yeah. So Prism Tower was like, okay, cool. We'll go see that. The fact that that was also the gym was like clutch as fuck. Very convenient. We didn't have to go anywhere else. So it was like the double whammy of positivity there. Um, But yeah, there there was genuinely too much to see. So I know Boo and I did the same thing. We kind of just went straight through. We explored as much as we felt like last time, even though like a quarter of the city was open and that was overwhelming. Yeah. So it just had really no interest in, in trying to see more. Um, getting into this gym, though, uh, guess what type it is? You're never going to guess. Um, I it's it's electric type, which is what it should be, which is so uncommon for Kalos or the Pokeverse in general. Like you, you nailed it. It's an electric it's a feat of electrical engineering, and it's electric type gym. Could, you did it. It would have been so funny if you it was it. just like randomly another bug gym. Yeah, it would have been great. <laughs> just the most random thing possible. Like, this is actually a Yu-Gi-Oh s- battle arena. <laughs> it could have been steel. Steel would have worked, but that's true. That's I, true. I am. Yeah, yeah. Like th- they did it. I, I don't have anything else to say. Like there's no snarky commentary. Like you just. It makes sense. <laughs> This is true. This is true. If, if it could have been, yeah, I couldn't think of anything else. Because um, it is like the most iconic thing as far as in Kalos. So I feel like it would either have to be, you know, a part of the electric thing, like you said, steel electric, or if they wanted to make a commentary on Kalos food, make it poison type. I don't know. <laughs> what? Do some... What? Where did that come from? I don't know. Don't they eat like snails and shit? Uh, yeah, Derek, and it's delicious. Have you ever had escargot? I love Kalos food. Did you just food. curse at me? Yes, I did. <laughs> Fuck you, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kalos food. Right, so- I live for Kalos food. You will not disparage Kalos food in front of me. You unworldly non-traveler, you. <laughs> Got me. All right, so for... Uh, uh, when we get back... Let's get back to the gym now. So... One of the interesting things, because you, you go through this whole, like, gym area, obviously, to get to the gym leader. Um, I, I wouldn't say anything is, is, is super, super eventful. One of the things that is most interesting, though, is gym le- the gym leader's little, little sister, Bonnie. She runs a very tight ship. Oh, yeah. Um, and she basically leads the gym challengers through some sort of pop quiz. It's almost like a game show, and she's got her little, like, stand and everything she's on. And it's it's you, you mentioned it's similar to the Cinnabar Island gym. Yeah. Um, I love Bonnie. I would do anything for Bonnie. And I am so thankful that we have an interview with Bonnie. Is what I have to say. We have an exclusive (laughs) interview with field correspondent cameraman Ty. Um, (laughs) filling in for field correspondent, correspondent Gabby. Um, 
Let's see how this goes. A quick break and we'll be right back with the show. Hello, this is a camera. Is where's the mic? Okay, okay. Is Here, it over? It's the wrong, wrong. Is, oh, is, yeah, yep. Is this the mic? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, this is cameraman Ty here. Um, yeah. Uh, field correspondent Gabby is on strike. Um, because they pay her. Uh, from what I've heard, they actually pay her in lunchables. Um, Wait, that's. That, I love that. <laughs> that's all though. It's just just lunchables. There's, that's not like a bonus. That's not like a. Oh, you great. get lunchables too. Oh well, I mean, maybe for you. Uh, they don't pay me, so I'm just here. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know what exactly. Um, but I'm doing an interview. I'm Bonnie. Are you? I'm Bonnie. You're Hi. Bonnie. Okay. Hi, I'm I am Bonnie. supposed to be. Oh, I thought I was supposed to be. Are you here for Frank, the quiz? But, uh, I don't. I, I. I. I'm not good at quizzes. I failed out of school. Let's just go straight into this interview. I have some um. Questions for me. Okay. Okay. Yes, you have okay. a you have a quiz. Okay. Okay. So, um, Bonnie, what is it like being the gym leader of the fairy type gym? How much pressure is on you to not fail an entire species of fairy? Well, honestly, I'm not dating Taylor Swift, so really not that much pressure. But also, um, I'm not a gym leader, and I mean, there is a fairy gym, but it's not this one. And I mean, we're standing in the middle of this like electric tower. I feel like that should give you a hint. I'm like seven, I think. I don't even know how old I am, and I know that. Oh, okay. We're in a tower. Um, I got you. Not fairy. I'm taking notes. Not fairy gym leader. That is that is really good to know. Um, Do you think so- I could be? I could totally be a fairy gym leader. She's kind of wacky so i could totally do that maybe tighten okay. that up okay i'm still still not sure who i'm interviewing here okay um bonnie. so i got you i know Her who you are i know i know no i know exactly who you are now okay what is it like having your entire life's journey documented through the pokemon show with your adventures with pikachu um then you befriended brock and misty and it's all such a huge show what's that like What's it like being world famous? Because that's obviously, that's who I'm talking to. Yes, that's exactly who I came to interview. You know You're what? Ash Ketchum. Uh, oh, you were so close. I did have a whole season on the Ash Ketchum show with my brother and Dedenne. And we like were there all together. And it was super fun and actually really scary. Um, I, I, I mean, I can t- I, it, it was fun. It was fun. I'm not Ash, but I was with Ash and I was on TV. So like, you know, give uh, Pay your writers a fair wage and your field correspondents and your auto workers. I'm seven and but, I support okay. unions. <laughs> I got this now. I know. You know what? No more. Fuck it. You're Professor Oak. That's who you are. I've never actually met him before, so I just, th- th- yes, I'm interviewing the Professor Oak, clearly. Is this supposed That's to, who is I'm this here. one the hard-hitting question? I've heard there's a hard-hitting question. Is it this one? Because I kind of modeled no. this gym. It's, there's like four questions and like the hardest, it's the hardest hard-hitting question. No, so I, I actually have a note from Gabby that was left to me to ask the hard-hitting question. Um, here here is the patented hard-hitting that. question. I'll even okay. I'll even hit the, 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 the tone and everything. Okay. How do you dumb motherfuckers feel now that this baboon is interviewing instead of me and cannot get any of the questions right? Now you know my value. Pay me in more than Lunchables, you dumb motherfuckers. Yeah, look what you're stuck with. Suck it. Suck it real hard. I feel like you didn't really get 
You needed to go a little bit faster. That you got to you got to really you got to really spit it out. Now back to our show. Man. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> I mean, body had I control think... of that interview from the moment we said go and I don't know that, you know, it would have been good to to see her and Gabby go against each other cuz uh, Ty could not handle a 7-year-old. <laughs> I I think Ty nailed it. Just perfect. No, no, uh, no, no recommendations. No feedback. Perfect. No, well, no. That's what I was looking rude, for. Rude, no, because no. uh, we're Team Gabby over here. So I got your back, hey. Gabby. <laughs> also, but also ties. Ty's part of the team too. Ty's just out there. I actually don't know why Ty was out there. We we should probably find out why he <laughs> thought that was a good idea. But uh, basically, each question, uh, the gym trainer gets a different response, and then there's these different challengers or these different gym trainers up in the front you have to pick like a b and c and then you go to that trainer and you battle them if you're wrong they're like fuck you and you got to go battle another one basically until you get the right answer so obviously b b booing boo being lazy as shit was like (laughs) b booing (laughs) boo being lazy as shit not b booing (laughs) why is that so funny I don't know. That is a valid. It's a good question. Oh my <laughs> now god! I just know. Anytime I need the next time we're playing Mario Kart, I'm just gonna start saying "be booing" mid race, and I'll know how to get the advantage. All right, so Boo, being lazy as fuck, and he seems like pretty smart, was able to get all the answers right, so that he only had to battle one trainer per question because he was not trying to deal with all that. Um, did Ophio go that route or just like nope certainly not she did the exact opposite which I feel like I've seen somewhere online or maybe like someone at university said this that like it takes as much like intelligence to score 0% on an exam as it does to score 100% because you knew exactly what the answer was and then didn't pick it Um, and that was Ophio so she knew what the right answer was and then she was like I'm gonna go battle the other two gym trainers first cause I like Clearly, at this point, she's still in this mindset of, like, feeling inferior to her little brother. Um, And as I think we Mm. all know, because we both have little brothers, like, that's a really strong motivator. Uh, You know what? That's that's very solid. I think that's all you need. Right. Yeah, I I definitely get that. (laughs) So, yes. I just, I, I definitely, I admire the willpower to do so because... Yeah, we were just trying to get in and out of there. It was just it's also like a very it's a it's a journey getting up to the top. I feel like y'all must have been there for like a week trying to get I through feel all that. Like but. It was yeah, like this so there's four levels or floors in this gym, plus a the base level where you enter and then a top level where you battle the gym leader. So it's counting the hmm. ground entrance floor, there's there's six floors. And I think now that, like, we're talking and coming around to this point, it must be that the prism tower existed first and then they put the gym in it. Because otherwise, why would you do this, like, multi-floor situation? Like, they were obviously space-constrained. So, like, I appreciate it. Like, I think it's a cool and, like, pretty clever solution to working within those space constraints. Um, But, yeah, we definitely were just, like... This is the last question, right? This is the last. This is the last question. Because if there's three gym trainers for every question, because there are three possible response options, and there are four questions or floors, like Ovio battled twelve gym trainers <laughs> to get to Clement. Ooh, 
Yeah, well, that's why we were. That's why we were not trying to do all that. I didn't know how many floors there were, but once, yeah, one was enough per floor. Yeah. Um, but the good news is, whether you were lazy or an overachiever <laughs> like Ophio, once you get past all four floors, you finally get to gym leader Clement. I was honestly almost half surprised that when you got up there, Bonnie didn't just like shove his ass out the way, take the pokeballs, and just start <laughs> battling on her own. Well, she's only seven, tour. so she can't legally uh, operate Those are the a scariest ball ones. yet. <laughs> Everyone knows until you turn. Well, that's like one of the one of the things. Like this is I don't know if everybody knows this, but this is like a scientific discovery. One of the reasons why you can't like do a lot of legal things until you're 18, because until you turn the age of 18, the demon inside of you has not <laughs> fully left yet. So you are still part demon in that entire time. So a seven-year-old's like peak demon still, like ready to just fuck shit up so i think that in in this case she is still peak demon i'd be more afraid of her than clement i think she could really battle you continue to amaze me with all of the different various ways in which you can insult actual literal children (laughs) (laughs) like just when i think i've heard it all you managed to just come up with something new and fresh and and unexpected and i really appreciate that about you derek (laughs) It's one of my best skills. It is honestly one of my best skills. Uh, now, the Pokemon that Clement had were a level 35 Amolga, a level 35 Magneton, and a little level 37 Heliolisk. Heliolisk? Yeah. yeah. I love Heliolisk, um, for the record. I think he's a little cutie, it is and I'm obsessed. Very adorable. Um, there were no issues here for Boo. Boo just used Delphox the whole time, and Flamethrower yeah. just worked out. Honestly, this entire gym, Flamethrower and Psyshock the entire time. No type advantages, just a shit ton of damage. And it worked out great. Because at yeah. this point, Delphox was in the mid-40s, and it just nothing was really close enough in level to really make put up much of a fight against it. Yeah, I mean, so Ophio obviously has Onyx, and so it knows Smackdown, which is a rock move, but it makes ground-type moves effective against flying types like Emolga or Pokemon with Levitate like Magneton. So she was able to sweep through with Onyx, no problem. But also, like, let's not forget that Ophio has a whole 10-ass levels (laughs) over this gym leader. Like, I think... Yeah, she probably could have put literally anything in there. Probably even her Milotic, her water type, and still absolutely, like, run train through this whole place, so. Yeah, it's it wasn't... I enjoy this whole, like, the, the way that Experience Share functions in this continent is wonderful. But it also... My question is, you know, the gym leaders have access to it, too. They have no excuse to be so bad at what they do. When they could put in even less effort than other places, and like I don't know, it just feels like Do you we think- know this is my continued theory that gym leaders are lazy, but it feels like it's being taken to new levels. Well, yeah, I was gonna say like maybe this is along the lines of like being lazy, but like, do you think it just gets like stale at some point, like in an in a region where there's not such like rampant overuse of experience share? Which I mean, again, like I'm not knocking, I'm I'm all for this. Um, in terms of yeah. not struggling through this journey with my trainer that I'm following. Um, but, like, for a gym leader, do you think they ever just, like, get bored? Like, because what are they doing? Like, our trainers are, their Pokemon are growing in levels because they're adventuring and they're walking by foot to all these different towns within the region to get to their gyms. And, like, these kids are having fun, like, battling each other. Like, I feel like when you're a gym leader, I mean, think about it, like, like, if 
I don't know, like LeBron went to go play like street ball in the Bronx. Like, mm. you know, like you can't, you just can't really do that. Right. Like when you're of that level, that stature. And so like, not that I think that a gym leader would be as famous or as like revered and respected as LeBron, but like, you can't really just like go out and like have casual battles with people, I think. So I get, I can see that. I'm going to err on the side. They're just lazy as shit, but I also I like, mean, yeah, like they could go to the battle chateau where everyone's up their own ass and probably wouldn't yeah. care at all. So like there is that, but, um, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Step it up. Gym leaders. It just feels like, I don't know if I was a gym leader and maybe this is why I will never be a gym leader. <laughs> I would just train the shit out of my Pokemon until they're like level a hundred. And every time a little kid came around, just ruin their hopes and dreams. Okay, like every but hope like, they had. Being a gym leader to an extent is sort of like being. Did you guys have like end of year exams like in high school or like certain years of high school? Yes. Yeah, so it's kind yeah. of like the end of year exam where it's like you're supposed to pass it. Like you're supposed to have learned enough or be smart enough or whatever, be able to critically think enough to pass this test. Like this test is not designed for you to fail and have to be held back. So like, obviously the elite four and like the champion is a different level, but like, I really feel like, like just the way that the gym league challenge is structured, I guess up till maybe like badge seven or eight, like at least the first six, like they're designed to be defeated. Like their intention is to be defeated. Like, I, I don't know. I feel, does that make any sense to you? Oh, shit. So what if I have a new theory now? If that's the case, then what happens is every time one of their Pokemon level up past a certain degree, they just throw them shits out and they got to get a new one and train it back to the yes. level that they needed at. And so that's why so they're so they, constantly training Pokemon. Yes, 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 yes. And, and that's why EXP shares like a of thing. abandoned gym Pokemon. I do wonder about that. Like what happens to those Pokemon once they become overleveled? Because, like, there would have to be a lot of them. Well, I guess we don't really know what the, like, turnover rate is for a gym leader, right? Like, are there just, like, a bunch of level 40 Helioptiles hanging? <gasps> Maybe? Okay, obviously, as an invasive species biologist, I'm extremely against letting they're just your pets go. Yeah, don't let your pets go outside, even if they're, like, your own pets. You know, don't let them go outside unless they're on a leash. Um, but is this why Victory Road is full of high-level Pokemon and sometimes weird Pokemon? Is that, like, the gym leaders, like, that's where they just, like, send their Pokemon? Like, oh, or is, like, being a gym leader with your Pokemon more of, like, a partnership and less of, like, a, like, a pet owner relationship? Because right now I feel like our trainers teams is more of, like, these are their pets and this, like, and like they're pets, the owner. Yeah. But, like, with Clement, is it, like... Him and his Heliolisk are kind of, like, on equal footing. And then the Heliolisk, when it's, like, getting too high-leveled, is just, like, I, like, this was fun, but, like, I'm out. Like, a four-year contract or something. I Maybe. I am curious. Also, I now know whenever Gabby does get that upgrade in Lunchables, the hard-hitting question, just throw one out there, ask one of these gym leaders, is there some sort of, like, undercover warehouse where they are holding these Pokemon in inhumane conditions because they overleveled, and now they're doomed to live out their days in captivity. Why do you automatically assume inhumane? Derek, don't make me think about that. Too late. And now for a quick word from our sponsors. 
this Halloween, visit the one and only, the original Kalos Scary House. Located on Route 14, this scary house is sure to bring even the strongest Pokemon trainer to their knees. Prepare yourself for untold horrors centering around a gig economy where workers depend on tips rather than livable wages to make ends meet. What could possibly be scarier than being an overworked, underpaid American auto or I mean, American screenwriter. Ah, sorry, I actually mean Colossian ghost storyteller. Visit the spooky house and support workers' rights this spooky season and every season. Now back to our show. Okay, so now moving on. Once uh, Clement is defeated, he gives our trainers the Voltage Badge, which is very aptly named, which ensures obedience of all Pokemon up to level 70, so that'll cover Ophio for another couple days. Uh, he also <laughs> gives them TM24 Thunderbolt, which is just wonderful to have. Um, after leaving the Prism Tower, though, we receive a hollow clip from Professor Sycamore, which asks us to meet him at Lysander Cafe, Lysandre Cafe. Sketchy. Um, so look. sketchy, Derek. So sketchy. So sketchy. I'm so... Uh, I, I have a lot Lysandre. of feelings about this, but let's keep going. You, and then I will share more you, of my really strong feelings. <laughs> yeah. Because when we get there, fine, the whole cafe staff is weirdly just staring at Sycamore and Lysandre, uh, Lysander. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just already shaking oh, my head because of how much oh, I hate I thought, I thought this it was whole the name. thing. No, no, yeah. no. I'm Professor just, like, Sycamore reliving this memory and like, <laughs> like, oh god. Yeah. I'm Professor Sycamore is basically like, yeah, he was telling, he was explaining Mega Evolution to to Lissandre, and Lissandre says he's excited too. We find out Lissandre is maybe descended from royalty, but with no real like more of this like a Why are you telling us this? Why are you sharing this? What's important about this? I don't want to know this about you. I didn't ask for your personal information. (laughs) We have a we have a a hot take session here that says Sycamore Sycamore. for sure in love with Lysander. Like that's the only thing Okay, look. So like we we walk into this cafe, Sycamore's like explaining Mega Evolution, and Lysander's like, oh yeah, I like that. That sounds cool. I want to use that too. And it's like, why are we here? And then Lysander tells us that he's descended from royalty, and it's like, okay, weird. Why are we here? And then like Sycamore is just talking about how great Lysander is and how smart he is, and it's like, okay, great. Why are we here? And then Lysander has these like weirdly strong opinions and starts ranting about like those who give and those who take, and that. There will be beauty as long as there's, like, no more people in the world. And, like, Sycamore is cool with that. And it's like, all right, great. Why are we here? And then Lysander leaves. And Sycamore acts like everything is totally cool and normal. And it was not. And I still don't know why we had to go there. (laughs) I did not want to be part of this weird date. I didn't like any of this, Derek. (laughs) I'm very upset. uh, (laughs) Lysandre has, anytime, and this is just life advice for everyone out there, anytime someone starts going on a rant, um, and they're like a rich person and it involves talking about, uh, those who give and those who take and the, yeah. Um, there's only one way. So there's actually, again, this is, I'm gonna drop some science here. Like, there's actually a pr- proper way. <laughs> is there is a proper way to about? respond to this. Okay. Sorry. Go, go. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You know how like in like, there's like proper ways and like if you're, with Spanish, there's like yeah. instead versus whatever, like the proper, the proper response when someone does this is to kick them in their kneecaps. Um, 
very I hard. I done that. <laughs> and that is the proper form in which to handle that because that's the only way. Um, like, why were we there? We, what was the point? It, Literally, why did we have to I don't go know there? Wh- I hated every part it, of that. It made it made zero sense. After we leave the ca- cafe, though, Trevor does call to tell us that uh, all the friends are meeting up around 14. As much as this might not be my favorite crew, uh, I, I, if I have to see one more of Tiano's, Tiano's dance moves, uh, way better than Lysander, Lissandre. Um, yeah. That's for sure. I don't want to kick uh, Tiano in the kneecaps just yet, so he's already <laughs> Aww, way better. I love Tiano. Way better than favorite. Lissandre. <laughs> all right, so we'll head over to Route 14, and it's over, and also Laver, Lavere. Oh, Lever, uh, yeah, Lever, 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 Nature Trail, Lever, Nature Trail. There we go. That's what we did. Um, Trevor, Shauna, and Caleb are waiting for us at a swing set. Also, swing sets underrated things. Just gonna throw it out so there. So true. Love Kinda a swing wonderful. set. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor does let us know that he has more Pokemon than both Caleb and Serena. So he's just bragging, getting all excited, doing what kids do. Um, but somehow, yeah. apparently, Ophio and her 15 Pokemon were beating Trevor, and uh, Boo and his 10 beat Trevor. So I don't know <laughs> what the fuck they're doing. How did Ophio ten. have more? That's impressive. <laughs> I it, it was ridiculous. I, I, I'm pretty sure it said 10. Um, yeah. And I remember seeing it saying, like, okay, like, clearly, no. I, I think that these these friends just travel together, and, like, they're the ones that are like, oh, we took three steps outside of the city. Like, exciting and then they just go back and then they go back to the hotel um i don't think they're doing much because if they haven't encountered more than or, or caught more than whatever it is 10 15 yeah um boo has been actively avoiding other pokemon <laughs> mostly due to random fears so i i don't know what trevor was doing maybe he's just being nice on top of the- he was like wow they're yeah. they know, have yeah. seen so few pokemon like <laughs> look at these fucking losers let's make them feel better yeah um so both Serena and Caleb challenged Boo and Ophio to battles. Not very eventful. I don't um, even know what to say. Yeah, like Ophio still has 10 levels on anybody that she battles at this point. So it was like, uh, I don't even I think, know who she battled with. It was whoever was at the front. It was probably Onyx. Whoever's at the front of her, her team. And she just swept. I think they should change up the format of these battles. Since clearly Pokemon battles are not going. Let's have some fucking Beyblade battles. <laughs> what if we started Man, we were big like, Beyblade kids. We had the arena and everything. Oh man. Mm-hmm. And you start poking around some Digimon. Thing? Oh no. Digital monsters. That. Start playing Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't do that either. Like, challenge <laughs> challenge challenge each other to some Magic the Gathering. Okay. That is <laughs> another another fun fact. Um and it's proven. It's like you know, they have like vaccines for viruses. The one way to guarantee that your child does not get into drugs is to get them into magic because they won't be able to afford the drugs they want. Yeah, I was going to um, say, that's just because they magic. spend all their money on cards and not <laughs> drugs. Yeah, it's nothing to See? do with, with, with any social or peer pressures or anything like that. Although, also, they'll be huge losers and probably not have any friends who will try and introduce them to drugs. So, <laughs> Thanks, Sessie. You're welcome, Derek. <laughs> Look, Derek, we're on a fucking Pokemon podcast, okay? I have no room to talk. <laughs> Sassy's a bully. We're just gonna throw that out there. Um, speaking of bullying, <laughs> I don't think that's Serena news. and Caleb got there. <laughs> Valid. After when the battle wraps up, Shauna does appear, 
complimenting the serious battle she didn't see shit she i think she walked up late and was like oh no i missed it let me uh pretend like i'm complimenting something cause yeah for sure because caleb definitely made a snarky response back to her and we were just like Ugh, awkward yeah now my favorite tierno uh does show up after have been training to dance battle at the fight there's a fighting dojo and he dance battles there i, I feel like at a fighting dojo I- maybe he's misunderstanding dance battling because i feel like dance battling doesn't involve like actual physical contact then it's a fighting dojo so i'm a little how do you know that the fighting dojo isn't a dance battle dojo i mean a dance battle is still a fight of dance moves so this is true i love tierno and trevor's my least favorite so since you've been shitting all over tierno i'll shit on trevor (laughs) i just picture tierno running in there seeing people like kickboxing or doing ufc and thinking they're dancing and he just runs in the middle and just starts dancing with everybody. And they're like, what the fuck? What the fuck's going on with this kid? Like, what's he doing? I mean, that's and fucking rad. Time of his life. He'd probably have crazy core strength to, like, avoid all those punches. <laughs> True. <laughs> but Tierno does come over. Um, everyone's super happy for him. But then Shauna decides to make it weird by suggesting we all go to a scary house. More life advice. If you're with a group of friends and one person just chimes in and says, we should go to a scary house... The answer is always no. Like, there's is never though, a situation Derek? where that's like a. Is it, Derek? And yes. it's for me. Is it for you? You would love. It's it's spooky season. It's October. You love a haunted it house. It's spooky season. It, I love haunted houses, but if I'm just sitting there with a group of friends and one person, it's like one of those, like, you want to see a dead body? Like, why did this just come up? This <laughs> like it's just not. Okay, fair. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yes. In that context, then the answer is always no. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. It just it doesn't feel like it's connected to the rest of the conversation or what's going on. So it just it feels wasn't. like something yeah. missing there. <laughs> so we decide uh well Serena and Caleb, they they bail. They don't want it, but everybody else wants to go check out the spooky house. Um and basically when you go to check out, if anybody ever talks about a spooky place, one of two things happening happens there. You know, you go there, it's just nothing. It's just an old place or you immediately die and get eaten by cannibals. Like it's just one of the two and you know when it's going to happen immediately. <laughs> So there's not, like, any time for delay or, like, you know it's going to be 50-50. So we had the odds were not – they were just 50-50, so they weren't in our favor against us. They, they, the odds were just odds. So um, <laughs> the spooky house <laughs> turns out to be some, like, moss-covered just cabin back in the back of this route. It's not even that far off the main road. It's just people are around this all the time. It is not even remotely spooky. Yeah. Um, and then we go inside. And honestly, it was a nice house. It just the lights were off. Yeah, like, which like was weird. House. Don't get me wrong. It was a nice house. Yeah. It was furnished. There was stuff in there. It was clearly habitated, yeah. like well taken care of. But like we just, as children are wont to do in the Pokeverse, walk into this random house that was totally dark inside. There were no lights on. And this creepy old dude was just like standing in the middle of the room. Like just with the light. Like what? Like, does he have, like, Nest, like, security cameras set up to see, like, when people are approaching? Because that part of the route, it's, like, tucked away, like, right, oh, like, to the left of the entrance to Laverre City. There's not really anything else mm-hmm. over there. So, like, you have to make the intentional choice not to go to Laverre City and instead to go to this house. So does he have, like, security cameras set up so you can see people coming and, like, real quick, like, turn all the lights off and, like, stand in the middle of the room? Because otherwise, like, what the fuck was this guy doing before we walked in? I think he... I hated I all of opposite. this. <laughs> I feel like he has the opposite of motion. Like, do you remember the motion lights? You walk and they turn on. 
He's got the opposite. Whenever there's motion outside, all the lights shut off. So oh, like that's sexism. smart. Some next well, level shit. Also, yeah. <laughs> uh, he once I'll say he told some scary stories and asked for a tip. I got a tip for him. Tell us some better stories. Burn. I hated that story. It was so scary and horrifying. And then, uh, yeah, he had the audacity to ask for a tip afterwards, which we obviously gave him because this guy is a fucking serial killer. No, no, absolutely Most not. Likely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, we, we gave like him a least... tip and hightailed it out of there. <laughs> yeah, strong serial killer vibes. For Trevor sure. was mad so, about the tip. Tierno was like, I wasn't even paying attention. And Shauna was like, man, this shit sucks. <laughs> we all left. <laughs> it was pretty awesome, yeah. actually. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, I guess it was... I, the worst part was, so I actually stayed back with Boo to keep asking questions to see if we could get any more, and just nothing else. Yeah. There was nothing else. There was no other stories. There was was he even human? I, yeah. Was he like an animatronic? Are we human? Or, or are, are we, we dancer? dancer? <laughs> I, I, you know how upset I was to find out that the, the line was denser and not dancer? Wait, is not dancer? No, it's denser. Are we human or are we denser? Denser than what what i don't know i'm googling this right now okay google says it is dancer i thought it was i had thought i had definitely heard that it was denser like what does a dancer mean i thought it was like funny because it couldn't have been dancer there's a lot of uh shit that doesn't make sense in music are we are we dancer like the 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 reindeer the killer's human single fucking what a line is known for posing the immortal question are we human or are we dancer but what does it actually mean according to brandon flowers who told rolling stone in 2008 quote it's taken from a quote by hunter s thompson the journalist and author i assume this hunter s thompson person is quoted as saying, we're raising a generation of dancers afraid to take one step out of line. And Flowers claims that he, quote, ran with this idea in the song. Oh, so that, that makes sense. I'm shocked. I definitely, I remember for years thinking it was dancer. And then, like, maybe, like, five years ago, I heard that it was supposed to be denser, but it's not. This no. Con- this is and a controversy. And it's, like, extremely controversy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's extremely not denser, and it is definitely dancer because of this Rolling Stone article. So there you go, kids. You came for the Pokemon, and you also got some musical, lyrical, history knowledge dropped today. Bam. Science. Take that. (laughs) And now for a quick word from our sponsors. Are you looking for a fulfilling career and one where you feel like your presence will be preserved forever? Well, we have the perfect job for you. Come work at the Laval <coughs> City Gym. It is a fairy-type gym headed by Valerie, and it is a wonderful place to work. Now, you may have heard completely unfounded rumors that we lure people here for job interviews and trap their souls in small porcelain dolls and laugh as we see them suffer and scream in agony and pain for all eternity 
uh, while we just think about the fact that we lured another sucker into this somehow and it continues to work. But that is not the truth. Those are unfounded rumors and there's no such thing going on here. This is a super real job with super real pay and benefits. Just make sure you don't tell any of your friends, family, or anybody you care about that you're going to be here for a job interview. We just don't want any, you know, less competition. We don't want other people to know. So come join us. It's like a family, one that you can never leave. Now back to our show. So next we're getting into Lavech. Lavech City. Lavech <laughs> City. Lavech um, City is a, a sweet little place tucked into a mushroom kingdom, as you've put it. Um, I didn't see Mario or Luigi, unfortunately. Um, there I were did see a there lot are of giant mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah, it's a mushroom kingdom. There are, there are giant mushrooms. So I just hope that maybe there is a song for said giant mushrooms. Um, if, if there are anything in common with, with the, with the <laughs> tiny ones. Take me a second. <laughs> uh, Ophiel immediately went shopping. There's a boutique here. She's all kitted out in fresh gear. So, yep. Nice. Living the best life. Yeah, I, I Boo actually bought some new clothes too. So, um, Ooh. Boo switched it up a little bit. You did mention that a, a spooky lady... Uh, was passing out Gangarite. Um, unfortunate. It sounds like an energy drink when I say it like that. Gangarite. Gangarite. Um, <laughs> but that's cool. Uh, I can't even imagine the terror in Boo's soul if he ever had a Gengar on the team. I'll just throw that out there now. I don't think that would go very well. Um, would they also? Town, would he also be scared of Clefable then, since Gengar is just Ghost Clefable? Wait, really? Have you never looked at them side by side? Now I am. Oh, shit. Now I'm seeing it. Oh, my gosh. How did you not know that? Gengar's just Ghost Clefable. That's crazy. I, I was I was unaware. All right. Moving on. That That's going to haunt my dreams. <laughs> now, um, in the north side of town, uh, there's the Kalos, or Kalos Pokemon Fan Club. So more fan clubs. Talk to people. Learn all their weird, obsessive Pokemon things. It was a great time. Um Anything you anything interesting that y'all found there? I don't think Boo and I spent much time. Um, I think Ovio did talk to some woman in town who wanted to see a really tall Pokemon that was like taller than yes. nine feet or something. So she was uh, Ovio was like, "Take your pick of all my giant ass snakes." So, so yeah, somebody asked Boo to see a Pokemon over nine feet. None of his Pokemon were tall enough. Some other dude asked to see a Pokemon like under a foot. And none of his Pokemon were tiny enough. And it was just this sad, like, Oh, look, I didn't find short guy, but tall girl I did find. And oh, she, I don't well, even remember. She, didn't have... she gave Ophio something. I don't remember what it was. Well, hopefully it wasn't too good because Boo didn't get it because apparently his Pokemon aren't tall enough. What's it like being average I'm giving here? a death stare. <laughs> Giving a death stare to this lady. And you know what? Same level of fuck you to the dude who said his Pokemon are too tall. One foot, super tiny. Unrealistic. Not okay. Now, moving on to the Lever City Gym. Um, this gym is built into a tree right in the middle of town. And it's fairy type. Ooh. One, one thing I will say I do enjoy about fairies is like a general concept is like I think of all different like mythical creatures and Pokemon and everything. Fairies have such a wide range of, like, what they are. Because, like, there's some fairies that are, like, adorable and sweet. And there's others that are, like, 
fucking evil and just murder shit. And then there's like, oh, these are actually demons that are just fun size. And then there's yeah, like everything. Fairies in are like generally evil in uh, like fairy tales and stuff. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, for sure. So not. I mean, I guess fairy fairies are kind of the villain in Pokemon too because they are fucking annoying to deal with. They're basically just weak to what is it, steel and one other thing. I don't remember. Poison. Arbok got to shine. Arbok got to shine. Like, who knew an Arbok was going to come in handy for not one but two gyms on this route, on this in this Kalos adventure? Yeah. Which is, the funny thing is, you talk about two gyms on the same route. It was the exact same strategy for Boo, where Boo kind of just ran up in here and just flamethrowered everything to death because it was like, uh, no type advantage, just burn and fire. Fun fact. Fire we- burn shit. I thought fire was not very effective against fairy. Maybe it's the other way around. I think it's... I think fire... No, I think it might be the other way around. Let me check. Fire against fairy. Because I definitely used Delphox. I mean, I believe you. You're so high level. Yeah, fire... Fire isn't weak... uh, Fairy isn't weak to fire attacks, but fire resists fairy. Ah, okay. Okay. Good, good, good. But because yeah, I mean I'm I'm hard headed, but usually when I use an or sorry I should say Boo and I as a team are hard headed, but typically when a Pokemon resists an attack, uh, we don't continue to do it. Not not quite that hard headed yet. Um, <laughs> so the gym inside is set up kind of like a dollhouse, and it's very creepy, and I kind of love it. Where I loved it. You go on these like you go in these like warp panels, and you kind of like warp around to these different rooms, and then you fight each of the trainers. Then you eventually you got to find your way. If you do it wrong, you can end up at the back at the entrance and eventually you make your way all the way up to the the gym leader for valerie's room i really loved it really gave off the like the that whole dichotomy i was just talking about of like ooh adorable fairy but also fucking terrifying dollhouse that's probably haunted and yeah oh yeah well and it was also like a good callback like clearly valerie the gym leader has been inspired by sabrina because sabrina has the warp Mm -hmm. panels to different platforms too it's just like horizontal 2d instead of like vertical 2d so like very similar but yeah i was like really digging each of the rooms even the ones that don't have trainers in them we visited all of them because we were like we just want to see what's in here they're very well themed i was like extremely into all of this it was it could have been really creepy we chose not to let it be creepy yes uh which is which is the perfect balance i do very much love that like those are some of my favorite creepy things the things that just balance on that like oh is it like a fairy tale or is it some like awful nightmare that you're about to have and i enjoyed my time there i will say of all the pokemon gyms it was one of the cooler one of the cooler ones to get warped around in Um, once you actually do get to the top though that's where valerie is um valerie's got a level 38 mawile a level 39 mr mime and a level 42 sylveon um i have every belief that ofio just ran through this team with no problem yeah, um, I think she had to bring in Onyx for the Mawile because Steel is immune to poison, but otherwise it was just, yeah, destruction. <laughs> Pools of toxic venom yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it was kind of it was a similar a similar way for uh, well not the toxic venom part, but it was similar enough for Boo, where again just being able to flamethrower everything. I think at one point Blastoise might have came in to serve something to death. It just wasn't much of a. The level difference was enough to where uh, it wasn't – they didn't put up too much of a fight. So another yeah. test passed. Um, but I will say 
as boring as the battles were, still my favorite gym so far, I think, setup-wise. So, shout out to you, Valerie, and love I loved it. Yeah, this city. was a great experience. I was, it was, I think it was so good because it was, like, clear, straight to the point. Theming was impeccable. Yeah. Just, yeah, uh, A-plus all around, Valerie. Except for, yes, wait, agreed. we haven't talked about her insane eyeballs yet. Like, did you notice Valerie this? Valerie I'm looking it up. I don't look people in the eyes. Like, I don't... She must be wearing these weird contacts. She didn't have pupils. It was just, like, gray. Oh, 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 gosh. I'm looking at the avatar now. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, I see. I think she's supposed to have, like, just very large, like, purple eyes. Yeah, and I hated it. It's, like... No, I did not like it. I thought they were creepy, crazy eyes. So it's um, very demonic. Uh, yeah, which I guess goes with your theme of like fairies and like stories being evil. Evil. So just a little hint I, it just, it of, reminds, of spookiness there. It reminds me of the supernatural demons, where it's like, oh shit, our budget's super low. Yeah, figure out how to make these people look scary. Give them some colored contacts. That's all we got the budget for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That is wonderful. Um, so after being defeated, Valerie, uh, and you mentioned her, her terrifying eyeballs, um, reward trainers with the fairy badge, which, again, you, whoever came up with this name, pay them more. How creative do you have to be? <laughs> it's a fairy gym, the fairy badge. Shit I feel like crazy. all the badge names have been so good this season, and now we just have the fairy badge, which is like, you know what? They spent it's all their just... time and attention on the gym itself, and they were like, oh, fuck, uh, fuck, uh, fairy badge. <laughs> yes, but someone out there with that same mindset is going to hear fairy badge and be like, do you hear what they did, though? Fairy badge. <laughs> fairy badge. Like, that's somebody out there. Um, and that allows Pokemon up to level 82 obey. So, again... Ophio, we bought you a few more days, um, <laughs> and you get the TM99, which is Dazzling Gleam, which sounds strong. I will say just based on name alone, sounds like it does work. I don't think I actually took a look when, when Boo got that, so I, I don't know if it is or not. Um, I will say that as a little teaser for next week, um, Ophio did see like so she, you get the TM. It's TM99. All the TMs in her bag are organized by number, so she's like, scrolling through her tm list to get to 99 so she can see if anyone can learn it no one on her team could however steve the electros literally an eel could learn power up punch which she learned accidentally because i think that's tm 98 so fun fact for next week her eel can punch people <laughs> how does that so i, feel I, like obviously I don't one know Derek. Ways. i don't know <laughs> I feel like it's one of two ways because I've, I've already thought. So my, my first thought is this is either a situation where it just like tail slaps or or the funnier of the two would be it like like grows an arm temporarily to like punch your slap and then it just like gets absorbed back in. That I, is like, I think like, undeniably uh, the funniest way. Jake from Adventure Time? The dog? I've never seen Adventure yeah. Time. Okay, well, that's oh. a bad thing on you. But, yeah. So, I mean, he has, like, <laughs> fins, but it's, like, you know, he's not fin slapping them. It's power. He's punching them. So, I don't know. You know it's like, 
It's like because you haven't seen that, I'm not gonna say that makes you a bad person, but like death you in your existence and everything you stand for, just get out of here. So on that note, that's gonna wrap it up this week's episode. Going into next episode, we're gonna check out the Pokeball Factory, Route 15, 16, um, Dendemil Town, Frost Cavern. Oh gosh, there's a cave coming. Just there's there's things <laughs> happening. Um, but for now, this has been Pokemon Radio with your host Derek and Sassy and Professor Oaks Pokemon Talk. Sassy hit him with the social media. If you are on Twitter, Instagram, or Threads, you can find us at Pokemon Radio Pod. I don't know how much longer we're gonna be on Twitter because I'm not paying for Twitter, so okay. I don't want to be in a place get, of, get, full of people get over to pay for sky. Twitter. Yeah, uh, oh, go to I don't blue even sky. know what that is. Okay, well. Clearly, we need to make more social media accounts. Anyway. It's, it's just Twitter. I'm pretty sure the people who made Twitter sold it and then just made Blue Sky instead, which is literally just Twitter. Yeah, because Threads has, like, not really been filling that gap for me. It's like, anyway, whatever. This is... Try to end <laughs> the show college. here. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to our show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review there. We did get another review, Derek, on Apple, and it was really oh, nice. Shit. So I'll show that to you afterwards, but, um, thank you. We love you all. And, um, no matter where you listen to the show, please subscribe or follow us on whatever platform that is. This show is made possible by support for your Goldrod public radio subscription from listeners like you. You know, somebody out there is excited for that name. I will say one of my favorite, I've told you this story before, but one of my friends, for when I was growing up, got so excited. I remember there was a, a Two Chains lyric that I thought was the dumbest lyric I've ever heard in my life, like by far. And it was just the one where he goes something about like when he fucked her, he we was in a Mercedes, and I ain't crazy. But if that's my baby, then we're gonna have to name that little baby Mercedes. Oh, we riding Mercedes with Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's the dumbest. And one of my friends was literally like, this is. Like, do you hear what the man's saying, though? He High saying. Like, art. Do you hear what the man's saying? <laughs> like, the Mercedes and Mercedes, one's a car, one's a name. And I was like, no, no, I get it. It's just fucking terrible. Like, it's, it's not It's the good. same word. But- <laughs> <laughs>